hands Touching hands Reaching out Touching me Touching you Sweet Caroline Those fights never seem so good What's happening mate? Recording the Fighting With Myself podcast I'm Juice And if you're wondering why I'm speaking like a scouser Obviously you don't follow me on Twitter And if you don't, first of all, why not? Follow me on Twitter mate, it's no problem It's easy, it's real simple And second of all, I was stupid and did a poll And said, uh, what accent would you like me to record my next episode in? And um, over half of you chose Scouse, so lovely. Uh, I realise I do have a few listeners from Liverpool, and um, you're probably laughing at me right now. Me picks were shite, me accent is shite. Um, I hope I'll do you as proud, but probably not. I told someone on Twitter, probably going to sound like Yorkshire at some point. Let's be honest, I've been watching a lot of Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. That was fucking cockney. I don't know. Sound fights last night though, eh? Again, me picks were shite. But I knew that. And if you go back and listen to the breakdown from last episode, um, I knew that. But I did predict some things that would happen in the fight. I just got the outcome wrong. So I was talking about Jacare and Jack Manson and... Um, Jack Ray, I wanted him to get it done. I picked him to get it done. But um, he didn't. He didn't. I, I knew the Joker was riding a nice little win streak and um, coming off a nice win that's really quick. And that gives you confidence. Um, he even tried that stupid guillotine on, on Jack Ray. And Jack Ray, I thought he was going to die, to be honest. It was really tight, but um, Jack Ray got out of it. Um, by the way, I want to start by saying, since this uh, dialect is so bad, um, I'm only going to be doing it for the recap of Fort Lauderdale fights. Um, yeah, so bad, so bad. Um, that way, you just won't have to put up with it. But so obviously, Jackery um, did not get it done. Tough, tough fight though. Really entertaining. Jack Manson is going to be a contender for sure. Um, hope he gets a big fight next. Um, yeah. Hope he gets a really big fight. Maybe the winner of uh, Anthony Smith and Gustaf- Gustafsson, you know. And then the co-main event, we of course had Greg Hardy, a piece of shite. Um, beating Dmitry Smolyakov and I didn't predict this one because I didn't want to give him the platform but I said likely he will win because the other guy's 0-2 in the UFC and got cut so yeah Greg Hardy did win and I sort of predicted it but I'm not going to count it I'm going to still count it as me being wrong because I didn't want to predict it um, some some guy on Twitter was like oh you're going to talk about how amazing Greg Hardy was and how outrage culture is affecting MMA and uh, he's right it is affecting MMA but the fact of the matter is, 
Greg Hardy is a piece of shit, uh, shite or whatever, and um, not going to talk about him. Um, just because you're athletic and you played football your whole life, a real American football, uh, doesn't mean you have any business being in a co-main event slot over fucking Mike Petty. Are you kidding me? Mike Petty versus Cowboy Oliveira? Fucking great fight, man. That should have been the co-main event. Properly one fight of the night, I believe. So yeah, big up to Mike Petty. I want to see him versus Darren Till next. Um, they were supposed to fight, if you'll remember. I was actually in pre- preparation for this stupid dialect I'm doing right now. I, I was watching uh, Darren Till after his win um, off Cowboy uh, in Poland last year, or, or a year and a half ago, whenever that was. Um, he was meant to fight uh, Mike Petty. They had a little face-off in the cage. Not not a face-off in the cage, but outside the cage. Mike Petty was like, I'm a real welterweight. He was hitting himself for no reason. Oh, I got to fucking... Uh, they need to book that fight. They need to book that fight. Uh, so, yeah, big up to Mike Petty. And big up to Cowboy Oliveira as well. I mean, fucking great fight. He was smiling the whole time. I love it. I can't get enough. And Mike Petty looked like... <laughs> My favorite moment in that fight. <laughs> Mike Petty gets a big slam and loses balance. And he just goes out of frame. And the camera guy had to fucking... Go crazy on him. <laughs> it looked like he was running away from his own wrestling. Like, oh, I didn't want to do that. Oh, shit. It was funny as shit. Uh, next up we had... I'm going in backwards, by the way. So really not next up. But next up as far as I'm talking. Um, Iwan Kutilaba defeating Glover Teixeira. Now, again, I did say there's a fucking good chance that Glover Teixeira basically does what he did to Carl Robertson. Uh, Annie and Kutalaba, and he did. Uh, but I thought I, Kutalaba was just a fucking savage, and he had the wrestling to stop the takedowns. But obviously not. Obviously not. Um, your man Smokey J on Twitter did the same thing as me. He said he wants a savage. He's gonna do it, and he's not wrong. But we were wrong in the picks. Um, so yeah, Glover Teixeira, old man Teixeira, getting it done. Fucking 39 years old, knocking on the door of 40. It sucks because he lost to Gustafsson. Also lost to Corey Anderson, who will likely get a shot soon. Uh, He lost to John Jones years ago. So, uh, what do you do with him at this point? He's really just a gatekeeper. And that just sucks for him, you know? I'm going to get a lot of stick online for this, I know. Um... So hopefully something good comes out of that anyway. John Lineker versus Corey Santagin. Man, Santagin looked good. He really did. Um, I knew that could happen, but John Lineker, actually, if I'm honest, John Lineker, I thought he was just savage enough to get it done, but he seemed a bit more technical. And my God, that guillotine at the end, I fucking, I thought he was going to decapitate him. I really did. The fucking blood was pouring out of Sandhagen's nose. Are you kidding me? Oh my god. This fucking dialect is all over the place. I've got a bit of Yorkshire, fucking Cockney slipping in. At some point I'm just going to sound like fucking Paul Craig. Who we'll talk about next segment anyway. Um, 
the one I did get right. <laughs> Roosevelt Roberts defeating Thomas Gifford. Um, what sucks is this is the one that uh, I really wasn't that sure about because Thomas Gifford's making his debut. I hadn't seen any of his fights outside the UFC and I really only saw one of Roosevelt's fights. So, um, yeah, what are you going to do? But I guess I did predict it anyway, so I'll count it. So I was really one and uh, one in five. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. Um, oh, I did want to talk about... Well, I guess we can we can, um, we can save that for next um, next segment because I didn't want my stupid dialect to get in the way of this, but some, something cool happened between Jacare and Mike Petty. Um, that's all I really have to say about these fights. want to keep it short because this, this dialect is really terrible. Um, hope you didn't fast... Well, I, I actually hope you did fast forward through it um, so we can get to the fucking current events and, and predictions for next next fight. Um, yeah. Fuck me. Let's get on with it. All right, let's get into some current events. There was a lot of stuff going on uh, this past week in MMA news. Sorry for that bad dialect. Um, by the way, there was a I did that poll, and there was a lot of people arguing in the comments. Uh, I shouldn't say a lot of people, but there was a lot of back and forth between um, a couple of Irish people about different Dublin accents and Norn Iron and all this. And, and um, I really had to resist the urge to say, guys... It's not an accent, it's a dialect, but no one really cares about that. So, anyway, fuck me, as I said before. Um, I wanted to start by talking off, uh, talking about um, Jacare saving Mike Perry's life, because uh, it was relevant to the to the card that just happened. I thought it was pretty cool. If you haven't heard this story, just Google it. Um, or you know, I, I think Mike Perry did an interview with Fox Sports Asia, um, and it's via Skype, so you can watch the video and. Uh, he he was talking about how they they were filming for ESPN, getting some footage for um for promote Jacare um in the main event, and obviously they train at the same gym, and Mike Perry was doing something on the pull up bar I guess, and there was like a he he called it a rubber band, but I'm sure it was like um one of those resistance bands. I mean, assuming they are probably made out of rubber, so I guess it technically is a rubber band, but one of those things you do, you do resistance work off of. And he was trying, so stupid, classic Mike Perry, was trying to like strengthen his neck to resist chokes. And he put himself in this fucking band and he was like flexing. And I guess he passed out. And, um... <laughs> and, and Jacare had to like get him out of there. I, I, I guess the whole crew rushed over, and um, someone's wife that was there was like, "Are you depressed?" And she was crying. It's like Brazilian chick, I, I think he said. And he was like, "No, it's cool. I just was. <laughs> I'm just stupid," <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Um, so you guys should check that out if you haven't. It's a wor- very worthwhile interview. He's like, "Jacare is my hero, man. Literally my hero." Um, next up we had Joyce Vieira, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, punching a masturbator, which is just a hilarious headline and so MMA, right? I mean, what is it with, uh, dudes in Brazil not being able to keep to themselves and like all these fighters, like there was that one chick, um, Pollyanna Viana who had to, um, this fucking guy tried to rob her and he, she, she 
fucking kicked him in the head and, and got him a rear naked choke or something. This guy, I guess, with Joyce Vieira, she's like an amateur MMA fighter and um, swimsuit model or something. And she was doing a photo shoot for that on the beach. And this guy was in the bushes just fucking watching and wanking it. Just wanking it. And I guess she goes over and he's like, oh, don't you like it? And he, she was like, of course I do not because who the fuck would want that? And then just beats the shit out of him, rightly so. And I guess when the cops came, he was like, oh, I was peeing. And he changed his story. What an idiot. What an idiot. Also in Brazil... Rodrigo de Lima, former UFC fighter, died in a, well, I call it a hit and run, but I, I guess it's not really a hit and run. Apparently, it was an altercation with his Uber driver. I don't know the exact story. I guess his friends were being loud, and they kicked him out, and then the Uber driver ran him over, which is, I'm paraphrasing a lot, so that sounds really bad. So, But but even still, and I guess the report says uh, the driver got suspended, <laughs> which you better fucking get more than suspended. Um, or, or fired or whatever. It's like, okay, yeah, that's the least they could do, but that guy should be brought up on criminal charges for murder. The very least, manslaughter. You know, who, who knows what the side's going to come out. Maybe they'll say it was self-defense or whatever, but I doubt it. Also, I saw King Mo retired. And, um, or I guess he's going to retire later this year or something like that. Um, King Mo is an awesome fighter. Um, I, I, I like to, I, I look up to King Mo in a way because he's one of those guys that like a lot of wrestlers, um, he's a wrestler. I think he was on the Olympic team or he trained in the Olympic training center, um, stud wrestler. Um, I guess he wrestled Ryan Bader in college and got a tech fall, which is like basically like when you're ahead by a certain amount of points. So, so much that the guy just can't win and they call the match, which basically means like like if you pin someone really quick, it's it's almost like the equivalent to like a really quick knockout in the UFC. Like, oh, he just got caught. Like, we don't know who would have won if that hadn't happened. But Tech Fall is like, no, you dominated him. Like, there's no – he just like had, took him down a bunch of times. So um, what I was going to say is a lot of wrestlers, they uh, embrace the weight-cutting culture and and they think about, you know, what's the smallest I can get down to – King Mo didn't give a fuck, man. He called it. He was like, "I'll fight at money weight." He was a. He was like a natural two hundred five or like walk. When I say natural, like walk around at like two ten, two fifteen, and he would fight at heavyweight at that same weight. He wouldn't try and bulk up. He would fight at heavyweight. You know, fought Krokop and Ryzen. He would fight Rampage at heavyweight. Um, man, and, and you know, obviously spent the majority of his career at two hundred five. I guess he won the Strike Force title at two hundred five. He talked about going down to middleweight, um, and it sucks because he got knocked out by Ryan Bader, and that was in the heavyweight tournament. And he was like, oh, "I need to stop fucking around. I'm going to go to middleweight." And then, and then he set the fight with I think, Liam McGeary. Liam knocked him out, and he's like, "Fuck, I really need to go to middleweight." And now I guess he's retiring. So maybe it's just that his body's he can't make middleweight, and he's just like, "Well, I, I can't take these shots anymore either." So that really sucks to hear. Um, my favorite King Mo, Mo moment, King moment, <laughs> was um, this recent interview he did. I mean, actually, two interviews, both with Ariel Hawani. One when he won the Strike Force title. I guess he couldn't walk or he couldn't get up, so they did the whole interview. Him laying on his back in the locker room, and he was crying. It was really emotional. Just an awesome interview. 
And then he gave another uh, great interview leading up to his fight with Ryan Bader I just talked about um, where he was saying, he's like, the Diaz brothers really got me into weed, you know? <laughs> he was saying about like, using it for recovery. Whatever. He was like, oh, I thought it was drugs, but they really changed my mind. And then he was talking about, I guess Roy Nelson was in the tournament, their friends, and he was like, would you fight Roy Nelson? He's like, no, man, that's my friend. If you're going to fight your friend, that's some whole shit. Really, really awesome interview. He talked about um, a lot. Of, he was really honest in that interview, talking about Chael, um, you know, fun times in the Olympic Training Center. It was really cool. So um, I'm sad that um, we don't get any more um, King Mo fights because he's he's a great personality, one of the only wrestlers I like to enjoy watching. So, best of luck to him in his in his future endeavors. Um, Darren Till got arrested in Spain for stealing a taxi and trashing his hotel. This is just nuts, but again, classic MMA headline. And I started to think like, God, it sucks for the guy. You know, he got dominated by Woodley, choked out um, on a pay-per-view, sort of, you know, he really huge stage. And then he went to, to headline UFC London against Jorge Masvidal, also got knocked out brutally. Like, he got knocked out cold. You know, from all, all his hometown crowd that was there to see him. So, my first reaction when I when I saw that headline, and I read the article, I was like, "Man, maybe he's just going through like depression, and he's like, just, maybe he was drunk, probably was anyway. But I mean, maybe he was just not taking the loss very well, and and not sure where he's at in his life." But then I kind of remembered um, part of his story is uh, he. Before he got in it, well, while he was training MMA, when he was early in his career, he got stabbed in a bar because he was in a bar fight and he had to leave. He got in some hot water. And so this is sort of like par for the course for Darren, I guess. Uh, I hope I hope he doesn't become like Connor and where he's just like can't fucking stay out of the headlines for bad reasons and, and doing a bunch of terrible shit. I mean, he was already he made headlines for saying, like, I don't care about my daughter. People took it the wrong way. And rightly so, you know, so um, I, I just wanted to say I hope Darren Till does get his shit together because I like the guy a lot. Um, love his fighting style. I love whenever he speaks Portuguese with a Scouse dialect. It's it's really, really funny. I guess that's a Scouse accent because he's speaking. Okay, I should just say the difference between a dialect and an accent, because people just say accent whenever someone has a you know voice that's different than yours. A dialect is a regional variation on one language language. So I'm speaking English and people from Liverpool or anywhere in England, they also speak English, but they speak their different version of it. So it's a dialect. An accent is when you're speaking a language other than your own and you carry the sounds from your native uh, tongue, basically. So anyone that normally speaks Spanish and they speak English and they say, hey man, I'm trying to to get in touch. You know, that's an accent, obviously. Um, So that's my whole gripe about accents versus dialects. But anyway, I love his scouse accent when he speaks portuguese tony ferguson how's that for a segue i just go fucking right into it right tony ferguson had a had his restraining order i want to say lifted but that's not the right terminology because if you if you look into it it really kind of expired i guess his wife had filed for the restraining order and they were set to have a hearing about it but that got canceled and then and then it ran out but she said she's not going to pursue it anymore i guess he's he's on the right path now he's you know 
being a good father and seeking the help that he needs mentally, which um, I talked about a little bit on this podcast before. I'm a big advocate for for mental health and and acknowledging you know certain problems. Um, it's not a weakness. You know, we all go through things, and um, I really hope Tony figures his shit out. And and obviously, I've talked about this multiple times on the podcast. We need to see him fight Khabib. Doesn't matter. I mean, obviously, we do need the, the title unification bout with Poirier. Um, but come on, we also need the Tony fight. So let's make that happen. And Tony should get the winner anyway, because Dustin very well couldn't beat Khabib. We don't know. We don't know. On that. This is a proper segue. I saw another piece of news that I, I wanted to talk about, which is Tony signed. He he dropped uh, Paradigm Management, which is um, Audiotar, and he signed with the Balangi Group, which is the same um, management that Eddie Alvarez has, Vitor Belfort, and a couple of other fighters. So my first my first um, reaction when I saw it, because I was really focusing on the part that he dropped Paradigm, um, and I think it was because... They're also they also manage Connor. It's obviously their biggest client, and they're in the same weight class. And Tony's been trying to get that fight for a while. And maybe the UFC doesn't want to make it. That's a strong possibility. But also maybe his management isn't quite pursuing it because they don't want to kill off Connor. So there, there's a lot of moving parts there, and I think that probably had a big part. Although Audi put out a statement saying that they parted on amicable terms. You, know, you certainly hope that's true. Um, at least that's probably it. Probably is true, but but also there's an underlying thing of Tony like not getting the the fight he wants, so that could be a thing. So I was like, oh, maybe we're going to see the Connor fight if he signs with this other management. But then I realized that that management is Eddie's and Vitor's manager, and they just got signed with one. So maybe Tony's just not happy with the UFC in general, and he's going to try and get. Although he's probably still under contract, I don't think he's a free agent. Uh, the UFC would probably want to keep him for sure so who knows i mean there's a lot there's a lot of moving parts there but i i I think it's something to keep an eye on because i i think that him dropping paradigm could lead to either a big fight announcement or a new organization so who knows next thing i wanted to talk about just some funny twitter business fucking tj dillashaw posted that stupid photo with his porn star mustache that really makes him look like a pedophile pedophile whatever oh man <laughs> i saw this joke coming from a mile away and and apparently no one else did because i was just like god he looks like a pedophile and he just got popped for peds peds and so he puts the ped in pedophile and that tweet blew up for lack of a better word i mean it got like 900 likes not like crazy but Definitely more than I've ever had. <laughs> and so thanks everyone for sharing that. That was awesome to see everyone just like, like so many people were like, you won the internet today. And that was really cool. So thanks. Thanks everyone for, um, for sharing that and liking that. That was, that made my day for a couple of days where I just couldn't, my notifications were fucking, they couldn't stop. Uh, next thing I wanted to talk about is, um, Pedro Munoz, uh, getting fined for, for jumping the fence or climbing the fence when, when they, you know, after they do the plus five celebration, they jump on top. And a lot of people saw this and say, what people do this all the time. Why is he getting fined? First of all, it's against the rules. So they have the right to enforce that. It's just that they rarely do, or they don't, uh, you don't really hear about it. And so sometimes these things make headlines. Sometimes they don't. 
I mean, maybe maybe it's maybe it's a case where every fighter gets headlined, and it's a minor fine. It's like twenty five hundred or five thousand, but most of the fighters do it because they think it's worth it, or they're taking the risk that maybe they won't get the fine, uh, or sometimes they just maybe just forgot. Um, so it's not crazy that that happened. It's not like they're coming down on him for no reason. It, it's a literal rule, um, you know. I think some rules are stupid, but I'm also a fan of following them if you have them, like. There's plenty of things that, uh, laws that I don't agree with, but I follow them because it's the fucking law. And obviously that's the commission stance on that. And speaking of violations, Paulo Costa got hit with a USADA violation, even though with this new policy, they're announcing it like after the fact. So he's already eligible. So it's kind of dumb. And Paulo Costa just rubs me the wrong way. And I'm not some sort of like, I try not to get on a high horse about PEDs because they're just, they run so rampant with MMA in history. And yes, it's, they're not dealing with just like hitting a ball or whatever. They're, they're trying to take each other's head off. So there, there is some, some case to be made for, for strict testing and, and stuff like that. But it's also like, eh, maybe it'll happen with recovery and, and you know what I mean? So I try not to go crazy, but again, it's the rules. And and, and Paolo Costa was supposed to fight Yo Romero, and that fight got canceled, and, and Yo was like, oh, I heard it was USADA, I don't know, maybe. And then Paolo was like, that's not true, that's not true, these, these people are spreading lies. And I, I listened to this interview he did with Ariel um, on his show earlier this week, and, and Paolo was like, yes, it's, it's with the New York Commission. And then, lo and behold, it's a fucking USADA violation, so you dumb. I mean, come on. I mean, I guess it's leading from the same thing. He just called it something different. But don't be an idiot, dude. Paulo Costa, go away. I, I guess he was talking about he was. It was the the violation is because he was using an IV um, because he had a, like a stomach infection from cutting too much weight. So move the hell up to two hundred five. You monkey. I mean, he's so juiced, jacked, juiced. Well, maybe. Who knows. But yeah, Paulo Costa, stop it. Just go away. Because I hate how he tries to act all innocent in interviews. He's like, yes, I want to fight him. He have to fight me. And then he's getting fucking violated by USADA. And he was a bitter bitch online when um, Israel Adesanya won. That was that was an amazing fight and a hard-fought performance. And he's like, oh, fake champion, underrated. Get out of here, dude. Something else cool that um, came across the news that I thought was worth mentioning is um, Patty Houlihan running for local office. Like it's like the county clerk's office or city council in his um, in his hometown the district, one of the districts of, of Dublin there. And Patty Houlihan's one of my favorite people in MMA. He's so funny, positive, uh, bright, um, really insightful. Um, I just love. I don't know, hearing him talk about anything. So while I don't claim to be any sort of an expert on um, Irish politics, and I'm certainly not going to try and become one because it doesn't affect me, but if you live there, you should, and you should support Patty. Because uh, the things that he had to say in the interview he did with Ariel recently, I, I really liked. He was talking about trying to get rid of the... And I, and I saw a lot of it on his Insta- Instagram as well, uh, talking about how there's a, a large um, homeless uh, contingency uh, contingency in Dublin because of uh, 
uh, leading from Brexit a little bit, I guess, according to Patty. Again, I'm not uh, claimed to be an expert on it. I don't know about it. Um, so I hope I hope Patty gets gets the gets the um, gets the vote because that would be really cool. You know, someone from MMA, especially Ariel, pointed this out. Um, I guess in in the Irish media, MMA is still pretty looked down upon, and uh, so that could hurt him. But if he wins, it could definitely help him. MMA. He's like, look at this, look at this guy doing stuff, good stuff for the community, you know. And and I like him a lot. If you haven't, you should you should watch this um, fun little uh, video they did with Ariel a few years ago when he was in Boston. Um, they went to this like tea party thing, and he tasted a bunch of teas. And Patty knows a shit ton about tea, apparently. And uh, it, it was just a really fun interview. I liked it a lot. It's like it's like forty minutes, like a long like sit down. It was really cool. Um, let's get into some fight announcements. Um, these are these are some really cool fights coming up. I just um, heard about Sean O'Malley versus Marlon Vera for UFC two thirty nine. I love this fight. They're both those like tall, lanky bantamweights. Um, Sugar's all, all obviously a flashy striker. Um, we haven't seen him since he he fought Andre Sukumtat. But I, I really love watching that guy fight. And Marlon Vera as well. I became a fan of him when he fought Brad Pickett. Um, if you haven't listened to um, my other podcast, Shameless Plug, I'm going to talk about um, mixed martial opinions. And that's a show where um, I try and convince my friend that MMA is cool. And so it's just a comedy podcast. We talk about, I try and like show them old fights and stuff. Um, we're going to do an episode on GSP here coming up. A little, little sneak preview, but um, we did an episode. I believe it's episode twenty-six. It's in the it's in the title. You can look. It's you know Dodson versus um, Brad Pickett, and I talk about what that fight meant to me. Brad versus Marlon Vera, and how fucking devastated I was when he lost. But Marlon Marlon's um, post-fight interview uh, really turned me around. When he was like, "Hey, London, slow down. Giving some respect to Brad. Giving some respect to Brad. He's a legend of the sport." He's a fucking legend. I was watching him fight Mighty Mouse, the best in the world. So <laughs> I love I love Marlon Vera because of that. And uh, if you don't know the story with his daughter, um, she had a rare disorder where she couldn't smile, couldn't control the muscles in her face. So she always looks sad. And, and that's just really sad. And, you know, um, they got her uh, GoFundMe and, and she got the uh, uh, operation. So I think she's she's mostly fixed now. And and. I just want to see him do well. I always want to see him do well. So, so that's because, like, like I said, I really like Sean O'Malley as well. Um, he does kind of annoy me sometimes. So I guess maybe I'll root for Marlon. I'll reserve my picks for, for that. I think Marlon probably gets it done with his jiu-jitsu. But we'll see. Sean O'Malley's had a lot of time off. Maybe he's been working on his jiu-jitsu. Fuck. Speaking of jiu-jitsu, Damian Maya versus Anthony Rocco Martin got announced for um, UFC Minneapolis. And Damian Maya obviously is... You know, reps jujitsu. He pretty much just, he kind of is like Ben Askren, where he's just like wrestling in the octagon. Damian Maya is just doing jujitsu in the octagon. Um, and Anthony Rocco Martin has got really good jujitsu as well. Um, he had a nice submission in his last outing. Um, trains with American Top Team. He's the boyfriend of Kayla Harrison. So, good grappling couple there. And I think this matchup favors um, Anthony. Just because he's got the wrestling to to keep it on the feet and probably has better striking, but who knows? Damian Maya could fucking strangle him. <laughs> we've seen that happen time and again. You know who else we've seen strangle people? Paul Craig. 
So Paul Craig versus Alonzo Menafield got added for UFC Minneapolis. Um, you guys know I'm a big Paul Craig fan. Love the Bear Jew. Love his fucking Scottish dialect. I love it. Can't get enough. So UFC Minneapolis shaping to be uh, a really cool card. I think I um, talked about Drew Dober versus Polo Reyes uh, a few days ago or a few episodes ago. And um, obviously headlined by Lawler Woodley too. I think that goes faster than the first fight did. I think both guys will be a little more cautious. Or I should say different than they usually are because Robbie was... um, and he didn't really show up in that first fight, it felt, felt like. And um, Tyron was able to capitalize. And then Tyron didn't show up in his last fight. So I think I think they're going to both look out to to make a statement. So that, that should be really fun. And um, that's it for fight announcements. Um, I wanted to do a couple of Twitter shout-outs really quick. And just so you guys know, whenever I do this, it's not out of like people aren't saying, "Hey, shall be out on the podcast." These are just people that I see on Twitter. Um, I want to wish them well, or accounts that make me laugh, you know, things like that. And yeah, so it's it's always just out of, out of my own doing. It's, it's not anything that anyone's like asking for a shout out. But I wanted to shout out a couple of people I saw um, going through some tough times. Um, shout out my man Ray's Omoplata Soup at Super Sauce. Is his handle? If you don't know how to spell, that's pretty self-explanatory. Super sauce. Anyway, um, he tweeted out that he um, had a death in the family, so wanted to wish my uh, condolences to him and his family. Um, death sucks, and it never comes at the right time. So uh, I, I hope that uh, this podcast lifts you up in some way with my stupid scouse dialect that you probably <laughs> maybe fast forward through the beginning of this podcast. Uh, and we had some fun on Twitter uh, talking about these fights. So so, so stay up. And another gentleman I want to shout out, um, Anthony Hernandez. His handle is um, underscore seasoned salt. Uh, I've been tweeting out some, some pictures of him just going through surgery, hashtagging, you know, cancer sucks. And obviously that's putting it out there that you are going through cancer, unless I'm reading that wrong. But um, if you guys don't know, cancer is something that's very close to me and it does suck and you don't know how bad it sucks until you have it or until you um, experience a family member going through it so people just say yeah cancer sucks but you really don't know how bad and um, one one of the big things that can help you get through it is positivity Um, just making the decision every day to fight it and, and to Jim Miller talked about this, and oh man, I forgot to mention Jim Miller in my my recap because I didn't want to butcher uh, his his name in my stupid dialect. But um, Jim Miller had a really nice win, uh, and he talked about going through Lyme disease, and he was like, "You got to fight every day, you know. You got to make make the choice to do something about your disease every day." And and I it hit me like that's what you need to do if you have cancer. Like every day, something has to happen to 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 prevent it, to stop it, you know. Every day is a fight, and you got to fight that fight. Uh, so, Anthony, hope you're doing well. Hope you beat this thing. Uh, fuck cancer. Um, by by the way, speaking of that, there's a there's a Instagram account I like to follow sometimes. Choke out cancer. Um, it's, it's this guy who uh, gets a lot of fighters to do some charity work, and he'll post about it. So I love seeing that. As I, love, I love seeing fighters. It does a lot of children's hospitals mainly, which is awesome. So. 
Uh, before I start getting too emotional, I'm just going to end this segment. Uh, so uh, love all you guys on Twitter. Keep keep uh, talking about the fights with me. Keep sharing. Uh, follow me at FWM underscore pod. If you want to send in some questions or, or anything, you can email me at fightingwithmyselfpod at gmail.com. I'd love to get some video questions or something or like an audio recording so I could play on the podcast. That would be fucking cool. Um, we'd love to hear from you guys about that. So let's wrap it up, and then I'm going to give you my predictions for um, UFC Ottawa. All right, UFC Ottawa coming up May 4th, headlined by Alaya Quinta versus Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Wanted to quickly give you guys my picks for those and um, see if I can do better than fucking last week, shall we? Working again, uh, top to bottom for the main card. Um, I'm going to take Al, and this is another one where it's it's so 50-50 that I really could go either way. I could definitely see, because Cowboy hasn't lost to a wrestler in like a decade. I mean, and Al's not a typical wrestler. He's got great boxing, and he, he uses that well. Um, but um, Cowboy's last fight with um, Alex Hernandez really showed me that that style he can really do work on, but Al, I think, is going to bring something different. Uh, he just something about Al seems to be have quick clicked lately, uh, where he's just he really wants another shot at Habib. Um, he wants these big fights. He wants to to make a name for himself, and I hope he gets it done. Uh, I love Al, Strong Island, mm, yeah. But again. Love Cowboy when he's not talking about Trump. Um, so I hope he wins too. You know, whatever. But I'm picking Al officially. Um, Comain is um, Elias Theodoro taking on Derek Brunson. And I'm going to pick Elias, but I'll tell you why. Um, Elias, first of all, I love his personality. Um, I love the Ring Boy stuff, all, all the different stuff he gets into with like Pert and. Um, other sponsorships. He just really knows how to market himself, and um, he's funny on Twitter. A really nice guy as well. Hard to hate on him, and um, he um, he puts on good fights. He has kind of an awkward style, which I kind of enjoy, and um, he comes to win. So I think that that said, that awkward style can really give Brunson some problems. And I I said in his last fight because I I picked Elias to to beat Eric Anders, but I was well aware that Anders' power um, could could factor in, and that's kind of what Derek Brunson brings as well. He's got that big left hand, as does Anders. But Elias showed that he can take a shot, dude. Um, He's really got a hell of a chin. And um, that said, I think... Elias has got really good defensive wrestling. He's really hard to take down. He showed that in the um, Trevor Smith fight. Um, incidentally, that was at UFC Liverpool. But uh, I think Elias is going to get it done. And uh, so I'm picking Elias. And Cub Swanson versus Shane Burgos. Uh, really awesome uh, featherweight fight. And Cub, it, I'm going to pick Cub. But it's, and it's easy to just pick the, the big name, right? But Cub's a hell of a fighter, and, and so is Shane Burgos. That's not to knock on him. Um, that uh, submission win in his last fight was, was really cool. Um, like, he just cranked that armbar. It, it was really cool to watch. But, um, he also had a great fight with Calvin Cater, I think I'm saying right, or Qatar. I think it's Cater, Calvin Cater. Um, didn't go his way, but that was... Um, he, he had a hell of a performance in that. So so Shane can fucking fight. I mean, Hurricane Shane brings the hurricane. But 
Cub is so well-rounded. I think he'll be able to um, keep up with him on the feet, and um, he's got a black belt. Maybe he can use that, get a nice submission. So who knows? But I think I'm going to pick Cub. You know, I am. Um, also, Brad Katona against Marab Devalishvili. Uh, I told the story on my other podcast about why I saw Marab fight live in Atlantic City when he had that controversial uh, loss where he like dominated the whole fight and then knocked himself out at the end and but it was like right at the bell and he should have been saved by the bell there was like so many people on twitter were like back and forth on that and it was really i don't know a crazy thing that happened and the georgian people that support him came out for that fight they were sitting in my section dude and they were pissed (laughs) they were riled up it was it was fun to watch. So I like Marab. I like the team he trains with. I love um, Al Jermaine and those guys. And Al, obviously, I picked Al. I'm going to pick Brad, though, uh, because Brad has got um, really good grappling. And he's also got really good boxing. He was, I guess, an Olympic alternate for the Canadian team in boxing. And uh, he's just a savant. Um, plus, he's a nerd. And uh got to support my fellow nerds. You know what I mean? Um. Next up, we got Sergey Spivak. Probably not pronouncing that wrong. Don't care. That's not um, true. I do care, but I, I don't know how to look it up. So whatever. Sir, Sir, Sergey Spivak, whatever, um, against Walt Harris. I'm picking Sergey, and he's making his debut, so I really don't know much. But I was looking at his record. He's got a lot of submissions and a lot of KOs as well. So it's kind of he's like nine and zero or something. I think he he can split the difference on that. Um, or what I'm saying, his record is like split between KOs and, and submissions. And Walt has shown a little bit of vulnerability to submissions. I mean, at least he got submitted by Fabricio, but who doesn't get submitted by Fabricio? So maybe that's not even anything to read into. But uh, again, this is another one I'm well aware. Walt could knock him out. He's got big power, but uh, you know. Sergey can knock Walt out as well, so I'm going to pick Sergey. Um, and then rounding out the night, or, well, again, I worked backwards, so really starting off the main card is Andrew Sanchez against Marc-André Pariolt, some French guy. <laughs> I'm an asshole. Uh, I think Andre's, uh, sorry, Andrew, Andrew Sanchez, Andrew Dirty Sanchez <laughs> is going to wrestle fuck him. And that's who I think is going to win. So that's another one I'm not very confident on. Marks is making his debut. He's He's got a solid record as well, so he could very well keep it um, on the feet and, and give Andrew some problems. But um, I think Team TriStar is going to get it done. That, you know, he trains out of there. He's he's I think he's from New Jersey, but he trains in TriStar. So that uh, brings us to an end. Thank you, everyone listening. It really means a lot, you know, much more than you know doing this is a is a passion project for me and i'll never stop doing it as long as one of you will listen and um yeah follow me on twitter at fwm underscore pod same handle for instagram and um email me some damn questions fighting with myself pod at gmail.com you can dm them on twitter as well i like to make the posts some people comment on them that's cool but then you're also putting out there for everyone to see and then people can fucking argue in the mentions and that's annoying as shit so um yeah dm or email is probably better for that um but i love you guys and thank you let's um let's look forward to some great fights in canada